verse 1. Uh, this is you know, part two uh, from our message. Uh, started yesterday, which is the thrill of hope. And yesterday we talked a lot about uh, the hero of Jesus and the hope that we found is actually founded in reality. It's not a hope and hope or a, you know just hope you know wishing upon a star or you know throwing a coin into a you know into a little fountain at the lake or, or I mean at the mall or something like that but it's founded in reality and the fact is that our hope has already come true and so we align ourselves and our hopes in 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 Jesus knowing that he's the author finisher of our faith and that uh in this world we'll have troubles but he's overcome the world and the hope that we found in him is is essential it's everything uh Tonight, we're going to look a little bit about the hope that we found in him and, and, uh, and, and the way that that hope came in such an uh, unconventional, um, unexpected way. So uh, let's uh, start at uh, chapter 2, verse 1. We'll pray, Lord. Thank you so much for this time tonight. Uh, just the season where we celebrate and we're able to sing songs about you and the whole world's got their eyes on you. Um, even people who don't even know, they're singing songs that are about you. And uh, God, we pray it would be a time of awakening in our hearts uh, for what happened uh, so many years ago. Um, born, uh, our, our Messiah, our Savior, born in a manger, um, changed all of humanity, offered hope, offered uh, reconciliation. And that God, that we would be able to grab hold of that and rest in that be overjoyed in that. So as we look at, at the story, the birth story uh, tonight, we pray that you would just, uh, God, that you'd encourage us and it would hit us and it would um, confront us and then be realer than ever to us. And so we thank you, God, for each person here tonight. Pray you'd speak to us by your spirit. Reveal this to us, what you want us to see, how you want us to, to uh, um, just be confronted with the beautiful truth of your love towards us, your rescue mission, your plan, that our hopes would be aligned in you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke chapter 2, verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. You know, Caesar Augustus was actually not Caesar at all. He'd kind of taken on that name. He uh, was like an adopted son, and, and he was out, really wanted to rule and reign and, and was somewhat, you know, brutal in his own right. But he was trying to uh, set out that all should be registered. They could see how many they have. And this census first took place uh, while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Uh, something to, to note, Joseph obviously wasn't the birth father of Jesus, right? Because virgin birth, uh, Mary uh, being given Jesus without ever having relations with a man. So we have Joseph, though, being very much an integral part of the story because it's his family line that, that had drawn them back to Bethlehem. 
which was a uh, uh, part of the story, right? That it would happen there, that he would be born there, uh, even as the world is turning and, and men are trying to stake their claim and trying to show how strong they are and, and how m- much power they have. A guy like Caesar Augustus, he is doing nothing but fulfilling the will of God without even knowing it. Isn't that interesting? All these things lining up. Joseph, uh, What's his, the big deal about him in the story? Well, it was his lineage. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they, were on, uh, while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. You could imagine this is not a good situation, right? When you're getting close to having a child, you don't go far. Like, you just kind of have to start. This is not the time to go see Yosemite, you know? Like, this is not the time to, like, I've never seen the Rockies at this time of year. Don't do that. You don't do that. You kind of, even they tell you, doctors will tell you, stay kind of close by the hospital just in case. And for us, with Hazel, the first two, it took significantly longer. With Hazel, we had her in Orange County, and we barely made it. I mean, it was like, whoa, that was gnarly. But there was, there's this very real thought in your head as, as, as we're watching the, the time and the contractions get closer and closer, I stopped really telling her the right times. Because you're kind of like, what does two minutes in between mean? Not good is what that means. It means it could be any minute here as we're traveling across Camp Pendleton. Um, and maybe we were going to have to call Chris Price and say, hey, can you guys help us out? I don't know. Um, Chris and Amanda, could you guys, could you give us a hookup? I don't know. Anyway. But I started thinking through my head, I might have to deliver this baby on the side of the road. You know, you start thinking these things. This is not a good feeling, you know? Like, oh, people say, oh, yeah, you just, you know, deliver. No, thank you. I'd rather not. Uh, I'd like to get to the place where we wanted. But that's not how this happened. She came, and, and they were being registered, and lo and behold, it was time. And when it's time, it's time. There's no more holding off, right? It's that baby is coming. So the, the time had come uh, that, that you know, she was ready. Um, and so verse 7, And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swathing clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And I'm sure you've heard this story a million times. But the significance that, that the Son of God... God's rescue mission to send his son. The word, as we talked about last, last yesterday, the word that became flesh to dwell among us was born into this world, not, in, not even, he couldn't even make it in an inn. And by the way, usually when you see something that's called like an inn, it's not great, you know? Like, this is called the like Oasis Inn. You're like, oh no, you know, this is not good. This is not where you want to be right now. They could, there was no room that's how he was born into the world. You think, uh, you know, you could have just given him a room, you know, like could have hooked it up a little bit and, you know, had a, this anyway. The idea, though, that he came in that way, I think is absolutely extremely important. My good friend, one of my good friends, Dave Gus, always says, if, if anything matters, then everything matters. <laughs> That's his, his whole mindset. If anything matters, then everything matters. And the details are not lost here. The fact that the Son of God was born in the most humble of ways, 
is absolutely reassuring that any one of us can, can, we can feel with that. We're like, man, I was, you know, maybe say, oh, I was born in San Bernardino, but I wasn't born in a manger, you know? I was born in another, you know, wherever it was, I wasn't born in a manger. I wasn't born in like around animals because there's no rooms. By the way, could someone please just get out and let the woman have, anyway, I don't know who these people are. I feel like if there was a woman in labor, I would hope that I would be like, you could have our room, you know, like to seem anyway. So it wasn't meant to be meant to have, this is, this was the way that the the son of God would come into the world. The word that became flesh to dwell among us came into the world. Verse eight. Now there were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Maybe you have this image or this picture in your head of of this scene, and it's like toll house painted angels, and it says, like, glory glory to God in the highest, you know, and you're like, oh, that's so sweet. They were afraid, right? And then they had to be reassured, don't be afraid. Every time you see angels in the Bible, there is like massive fear. So like, they're not like a little cutesy, like angels are gnarly. We know this. They're like warriors, you know, they're, and they're, they're epic, you know, and they show up and plus it's an angel that shows up and that would freak you out, especially if you're out in the field, right? I also want to point out like Jesus born in such a humble way, but that didn't stop the message from going out. It was still getting out. No, 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 I know. He was born in a manger. Yeah, you're going to go find him. He's born in a manger for everyone to see. But he, don't be confused by the way he was born into this world. He is the one. And we'll find, you find throughout Jesus' life, there's, people could not understand how he could be that, the Messiah because he was from such a simple blood, you know, seemingly such a simple family, such a simple way. Of, it's like, that can't be him. He's not, the, he's not the king. He's not, he's not rising in that kind of prominence. But everyone who came in contact with him realized there's something about him. What was this? Who was this man? But the promises that were given by the angels, this is, listen to this, what this is, what he says. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Do you know what to all people mean? That means to us. Good tidings of great joy to us. This is, this, is, this is why the Christmas message is so beautiful. It should be bringing continual joy to us because we recognize what it represents. Bring you good tidings of great joy to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I mean, if you wanted to know who Jesus was, it's laid out like just so clearly right there. The Savior is born. Is Christ the Lord. The angels made it really clear. It wasn't like cryptic, right? 
And that was the sign that the babe would be wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. I think that they, you know, God set it up so that was the sign. Because you're not going to find a lot of babies wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. It's the baby that's in a manger, right? The baby that's in the barn, asleep in the barn. That would be the one, you know. Okay, well, actually it was pretty easy to find. And suddenly, and I love this, this, whenever there's like an encounter with like, with God and, and seeing him and seeing his presence. And we experience this when you see God for who he is and, and all of a sudden it all lines up and you're like, oh my gosh, that's God. And he's, he's moving and he's in my life and he cares about me and there's value. And oh, what is going on? Dude, Jesus really did die for my sins. When it goes from up here to like, you get it. What's the, what's the response? <laughs> Suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God. This would be epic to see. This is heaven in a glimpse. They're praising God. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace and goodwill toward men. What did Jesus come to accomplish? This was God's greatest sign of his love towards humanity. Here you go. I made a way. Salvation is at hand. Verse 15, so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Good call, right? <laughs> the angels come to you and they say, here he is. He's here. This, like the Savior is here. And, and you say, well, of course they would go see them. But that's not always the case, is it? Sometimes the Lord reveals himself or, or God, it's his glory is revealed and you see his plan and, and it's so clear and, it, and it's startling. And it's, but you say, ah, maybe later. It's kind of a long journey. You say, let's go to Bethlehem, see this thing uh, that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. By the way, we'd be, we do real well to follow with the thing that the Lord has made known to you, to do the things he's shown you, revealed to you. This is the thing that I have for you. This is where you should be going. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and, and the babe lying in a manger. Can you imagine the scene? Like, these people know as much as, you know, I'm sure... Mary, we already know she's tripping out. Like, she knows, but she's just like, I mean, this is, put yourself in her position. This has been a very odd year for her, right? <laughs> she's, they think, maybe 15 years old, roundabout. And her life has taken some very dramatic turns. So they come and they find, uh, they find Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger, now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Um, it's real simple. I think it, the, the, the glimpse you get of the shepherds is that they had been given that they real, the real thrill of hope. Like, the Savior is here. Like, can you believe that? He's here. It's been revealed to them. It's, it's changed them. It's given them like, it's confronted them with where they're at. And it's made them change their course, right? All of a sudden, other things aren't nearly as important when an angel comes down and says, you know, the savior of the whole world is here. Now go, go see him. 
Your course doesn't seem as important anymore. Well, I've kind of got like a plan, like a five-year plan that I'm working on right here. Well, it's like a 10-year plan, really. It's like a 30-year plan, you know, that I've been kind of working on. And this doesn't really fit with that. They're like, oh, we saw an angel and they told us the Savior was here. And then all of a sudden there's a bunch of them singing like the savior of the universe is here. And then we saw him and exactly like they said it would be. And we saw him. And so what was the response? They were confronted with God. They were confronted with his presence and, and the savior of the universe that there has been made away. They're confronted with that. They react to that with a change of mind, a change of heart and said, okay, well then let's follow him. They responded with action, right? And what happens after that action? They tell everyone about him. It's a real simple thing. It actually follows along with our vision series we had. You know, like, it's like, you have been confronted with this. You know, they did it together. They shared with each other. And then everywhere they went, they were telling everybody about it. Sharing the things that they'd seen. And, and notice the word. Remember, when, whenever it seems like, whenever the Spirit's moving and God's doing something miraculous, there's always what? Marveling. Awe. Marveling. If you're not marveling at God, then, then you're missing out a little bit, right? <laughs> if there's not something going on where you're marveled at the fact that even that you're saved, that he even has anything to do with you, then you kind of like are missing a little bit. Because I'm sure they're like, why on earth are we even part of this story? Verse 18, like it says, and all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. This is a true encounter, the living God. Now I'm going to ask you the same question you could ask them, and this is where we're all in this boat and all in this position. Have you seen the Messiah? Have you seen the Savior of the universe? Have you come in contact with him? Has it been revealed to you who he is? It's real simple then. It's like we just proclaim the joy that we have received that's like, like, listen to these songs. They are just about just praise, praise to God and, and telling the world about him because of what he did, how good he is, how amazing he is, what he's done in our lives. That's them. They just, they returned and they glorified God, praising God for all the things that he had done and all the things that they had, seen, had heard and seen as it was told to them. And they'll see Jesus as he, as he con- continues to grow up. And, and um, all of this only grows from that point on. But it's important to know that from the, the, the day that you meet Jesus, you have something to say. You have something to share. You have, you have a reason for joy. You have a reason for hope. You have a reason for life because you've met it. You met him. The person of Jesus It's real easy to get caught up in everything, and I mean, we, we do too. Like, I'm super excited to watch my kids open the... Like, I know they want that. 
You know, there's always like the thing where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get it. And then you find it. You're like, yes, Amazon cheap on sale. Yeah. Boom. And you're like, oh, I cannot wait for this. There's a couple things I've got on my, on my mind that I'm like, you're going to like this. I know it's not even like expensive, but you're like, I just know your mind. I know the way you work. And this is going to be right on the money. And then it always gets confirmed. You're at someone else's house and they start playing with the thing you bought for them. You're like, oh, that's an interesting toy. huh? They're like, oh, this is amazing. And you're like, Yes. Yes, it is. And we got that. <laughs> so very good. It's, it's like you even set up traps for him. But it's easy to get to, to get into that that mind and into that mode of like just kind of getting sucked into everything else and, you know, all the other stuff going on. But it's really important to remember how how just revolutionary what we're celebrating is and how much it should represent to us to like think about what the angels were saying. And I think like you think about the angels, they're in heaven. So like they're probably not super easily, you know, like blown away. Right. (laughs) They're like hanging out with God. You know, we know the angels marvel even at the relationship we have with God. Like he's like, they're kind of like, why, why them? Why do you deal with them, by the way? No, but they see what his, the great love. I think they could see the whole thing, transaction. You can't believe how much he loves you guys. Oh, this is amazing. What it means, what it represents. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Praise God who loved us so much that he sent his only son to die for us, to be a sacrifice for us so we could have life, so we can experience joy and hope in him, to experience a love this world can't offer, to experience the assurity of salvation, knowing that we belong to him, because he has shown is, our love is lacking. We can't do it on our own. But he's shown us what love looks like. And it was in the person of Jesus. We have a lot of hope in this world. We have a lot of hope in this life. No matter where you came from, remember that the Savior of the universe was born in a tiny little town called Bethlehem in a manger because there was no inn. There were animals present. It's like not a normal thing, Right? He was born into this world to show that he could, can save anyone from anywhere. And, and it doesn't matter because he's bigger than all of it. And he can redeem each and every person as we put our trust in him. We will have marveling in our life because we'll see how good God is. And then we just get to the other part is we get to tell the world about how good he is. I think there's a lot of telling the world, you know, that they're wrong about their views about God. But how often do we tell the world how good God is, right? Oh, you disagree with the way I see things, you know. Now, I just want to tell you how good he is. You got to understand how good God is? We were just talking about it at dinner, right? Julie, you were saying that the view that you have towards God, exactly how did it go? It was, it, sorry to put you on the spot, but I'm throwing it right here. If you have a view against a, of a cruel God, it actually can cause brain damage. 
But if you have the view of a kind God, it's, it can have redemptive value to your brain, right? Because you see God as kind. You can see him because that's what he is. And when we see him the right way, it revolutionizes, it like revolutionize, whoa, revolutionizes everything and how we revolutionize everything. Changes everything. Changes our outlook. We're living in awe. We're living in marveling. We just can't believe that he chose us, that he loves us, that we're his. That he would be so kind and gracious to send his son to die on the cross for us and, and in such a humble way and to die alone, you know, mocked, beaten, scorned, ashamed, you know, left out on his own. All his friends gone. He would do all of that for you. Kind of get your perspective. Okay, this is, this is a good, good God. One worth talking about. One worth sharing about. We're going to continue on with, with singing some songs together. And like I said, we're going to have some treats afterwards. But just take some time to ponder that, to think about that. How good God has been to you. And think about the, the glory that is shown by him sending his son to, to live here, to come down from heaven and, and become part of all of this. So we could receive eternal life through him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for um, love that came down and it rescued us. <laughs> We thank you for the, just the birth of your son here that you, you cared enough to, to redeem us, to restore us. You found value where there was no value. You found 